Welcome to the Hues of Beauty podcast, the show dedicated to celebrating the diverse beauty of women of color. I'm your host, Dr. Dega Fongard, and on this podcast, we'll delve into the world of skincare and women's health. Join us as we explore expert insights, personal stories, and practical tips to empower you on your self-care journey. Stay tuned for an empowering conversation. Hi everyone, Dr. D here. How's everybody doing? Um, I just wanted to introduce myself again. I'm Dr. D. Some of you might know me from social media. Others might be patients of mine in the office. Either way, it's really nice to be here with all of you. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start. Just give you guys a brief overview of what chemical pills are how we use them, things like that, okay? So to start, um, what are chemical peels? So chemical peels are acids that are used to exfoliate the skin. That's kind of a simple way of putting it. So usually when someone comes into the office with a skincare concern, so for example, it could be acne or it could be hyperpigmentation or um, pigmentation in general, or maybe they have something like fine lines and wrinkles and they're looking to eliminate this, we can use chemical peels as an option, as a treatment option to treat these conditions, okay? And so when I say that chemical peels are acids, well, acids are actually found over the counter. So if you guys are into skincare, for example, then there are certain acids that we use in chemical peels that can also be found over the counter. So the most common category is an AHA or alpha hydroxy acid. And so a big example is glycolic acid, lactic acid, citric acid, for example, and so mandelic acid. So these are AHAs and they we have them, we use them over the counter because the concentration you find over the counter is very, very low and it helps with improving the skin, right? Another option is a BHA or salicylic acid. That's another category of acids that can be found over the counter, okay? And so when you come into the office to get a, a chemical peel in the office, the concentration of those acids will be much higher than what you can get over the counter. All right, and so why are we using chemical acids to treat this condition, these conditions? Well, depending on the type of chemical peel that is that you get, it's going to determine what type of uh, problem we're trying to treat. So, for example, light chemical peels are going to target the superficial layer of the skin. And then medium depth chemical peels will target both the superficial and a little bit parts of the deeper layers of the skin. We don't want a, a chemical peel that's gonna go all the way down to the deep layers. And the reason for that is it comes with a lot of side effects, side effects and risks. And so we usually typically, especially for skin of color, stick to superficial peels and medium depth peels, okay? And so, for example, if you're coming in with something like a 
acne, then we're gonna most likely start you with a light chemical peel, a superficial peel, because a lot of times your acne is going to be situated on the superficial or upper layer of the skin. And so the goal is when we put these acids on the skin, we're slowly trying to slough it off, okay? We're trying to remove the top layer. And so in doing that, we're able to eliminate that acne, right? That you have at that superficial layer and all the things that come with it. If you have a skin of color, then you don't just have acne, but you're also at risk of developing post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, or you're also at risk of developing scarring. And so when we do these chemical peels, we're able to not only treat the acne, but we can prevent those complications from happening. Another example is, again, people coming for a PIH, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. It could be secondary to acne. It could be secondary to um, facial hair, for example. I see this in the office a lot. Or it could be just random, you know, or it could be related to melasma, for example. And so, yes, we do chemical peels to target pigment sunspots. And so the goal, again, is we're removing the top layer in the hopes that we can uh, eliminate the pigmentation that is visible to the skin, okay? And lastly, we use these chemical peels much more, uh, we use more medium depth chemical peels on the uh, for wrinkles and for fine lines because usually that's not so superficial, it might be a little bit deeper. And so when we're using these medium depth peels, we're hoping to um, stimulate collagen and elastin, okay, and remove the superficial layer of the skin, which creates like a lot of dullness on the skin. And so chemical peels are great for anti-aging because they will make the skin look very smooth. And then in turn, they will also stimulate collagen and elastin, and it will make your fine lines and wrinkles um, improve much faster than most things, okay? So that's just a brief overview of um, how we use superficial peels. Medium depth peels I mentioned are primarily used for um, wrinkles and fine lines, but they can also be used for acne and post-inflammatory uh, post hyperpigmentation, all right? And so one of the other things that is important to note is that when you're going in for a chemical peel, you have to be able to manage your expectations. A lot of times people come in and they have, um, let's say you have dark spots from acne and you know these spots have been bothering you for a while and you're hoping that you can do one chemical peel and it will go away. And the answer is that that's not going to happen. Uh, chemical peels are not something that we can just use in an aggressive fashion. It's something that we have to use slowly, especially with skin of color, because there are complications that can occur. If we use a chemical peel that's too strong for your skin, then we can end up with adverse reactions like post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. And that's kind of counterintuitive to why you came into the office in the first place. So it's important when we decide to go to use chemical peels as an option for treatment, it's important to know that one chemical peel usually will not be enough. We probably will start you with a light chemical peel and then work our way up to much stronger chemical peels like medium depth peels. And the hope is that your skin will get used to these peels and will be able to tolerate it better versus going in and starting with a strong peel and having you have adverse reactions, which is really not what we want. Okay. 
<clears throat> the other thing that's important is it's important to know for you to let us know what skincare products you're using at home so if you're already on acids like um um if you're already on acids like lactic acid or glycolic acid or salicylic acid that's important for us to know because we might ask you to pause it for a little bit prior to getting your chemical peel just so that your skin is not too sensitive to the strong um peels that we're gonna offer so it's important to know what your skincare routine is okay and lastly and most importantly if you're gonna be doing a chemical peel you absolutely need to have a sunscreen on board there's no negotiations about sunscreen because when we do a chemical peel like i said we're removing the superficial layer of your skin and so now you're going to have this beautiful baby new skin and the last thing that you want to do is that you don't want to then expose that skin to the sun and then develop uv damage on the skin and that's going to lead to hyperpigmentation right and so you always come in to treat a certain condition but if you don't use sunscreen then it's going to actually cause a rebound or worsen the situation which is not really helpful so always know that if you're going to go into the office and you want to get a chemical peel making sure that you have a sunscreen on board is a non-negotiable and it's something that we encourage you to do even if you're not getting a procedure it's really important but if you're going to get a procedure that is going to be absolutely um, essential, okay? So prior to coming in, like I said, those are the three things that you need to pay attention to. And then um, when you come into the office, the process is not too complicated in my opinion. So usually you will come in, we will cleanse your skin. There are certain areas that we try to avoid um, for chemical peels. So the corners of the eyes, the corners of the nose, and the corners of the mouth, the skin's very sensitive there. So we will use like a Vaseline in that area to protect that area. And then we usually will use something like acetone to remove any oils on your skin, just so we have a nice clean canvas to work with. And then we usually will do one pass at a time. It depends on the type of chemical peel. We will do a pass and you might feel a burning or tingling sensation. It's extremely important that you communicate with us while we're doing this so we know how it feels and it helps guide us um, in terms of how many passes we do, okay? And we wanna prevent any sort of complications from happening. Another thing that we look for is something called frosting. So when we're doing the peel, we can see certain areas might turn white. And that's usually an indication to us that your skin is happy with the results, is happy with the acid in that area. And it tells us not to go over that area with the acid, okay? So we usually will go look for frosting as well. Um, the last thing that I want to mention afterwards is that we can do multiple passes of this chemical peel depending on what your skin tells us. So the frosting is one indication. You telling us how it feels is also another indication. Now, depending on the type of peel, some peels self-neutralize, which means we don't have to wash it off of your face. Other peels will not self-neutralize, so we will have to neutralize the peel in the office, or sometimes we might send you home with some uh, products to neutralize the peel in the um, at home. Okay, so that's usually how that will go. 
And then the next day, uh, depending on where you're getting your peels, we may or may not give you a package of um, skincare to take with you for the peel, like a post-peel kit. And usually this will include moisturizers and sunscreen. Okay, very, very important. So after you get your chemical peel, the second day, typically your skin is going to feel very, very tight. Um, and so on those days, all you have to do is cleanse your skin, moisturize your skin, and use sunscreen. That's literally what your skincare routine will look like for two weeks um, during the peel process. Most people start to peel on day three. A lot of people will not have the type of peeling that you see on social media. They will have more flaking and it usually starts around the mouth and then it goes outwards. So around the mouth, you talk a lot. And so there's going to be um, the skin in that area is going to be more mobile. And so that's why it starts to peel in that area. But like your forehead might lag behind and might start to peel on day five and six. Okay. So for a superficial peel, um, typically you'll probably have flaking for about four or five days and that's about it. Superficial peels, we do them every two weeks in the office. For a medium depth peel, you might have um, peeling, much deeper peeling for about seven to 10 days. And we usually do those peels every four to six weeks, okay? And again, it is so important that during this time, you are using sunscreen, 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 because like I said, there's no point in doing a peel if you're not going to protect the new skin that you have, okay? And so once you've done your peel, um, you will notice improvement in your acne, for example. You will notice improvement in pigmentation, in the fine lines, and in the wrinkles. Now, a little caveat about acne. Whenever you're doing a chemical peel for acne, there's a good chance that the chemical peel will worsen the acne. And the reason why this happens, we call it a purging, okay, like a chemical peel purge. Same, It's the same reaction that you might get with like the use of tretinoin. The reason why this happens is as we're removing the top layer of the skin, there's usually a lot of bacteria on your skin. And so exposing that will trigger um, inflammation in the skin and can trigger more acne for, to happen. Okay, so it's not uncommon. All you need to do is just continue the peel process and eventually we'll be able to get rid of the bacteria and the, 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 the dead skin cells in that area and then that's going to help with your acne okay so just go in knowing that if you if you have acne you can get worsening of your acne but if you keep doing the peels it will eventually get better and the reason why it's important to do this especially for acne again is to mitigate the complications that come with acne which is hyperpigmentation and scarring so most of my patients who have acne i really really encourage them to do light chemical peels and that is my preference for um for people who have acne now who cannot get a, a chemical peel if you have certain skin conditions or if you for example if you have any autoimmune disorders so it's important to let us know your medical history you may not be a good candidate for chemical peels if you are breastfeeding or pregnant we usually don't recommend chemical peels as well uh, unless there are some exceptions for breastfeeding so maybe very light chemical peels but the reason why breastfeeding and, and pregnancy are not a good idea is because your hormones are 
your estrogen levels are usually really high and you have a hormonal surge and your skin is not necessarily in the best state to handle an injury which is what a chemical appeal is and so we don't intentionally go and injure the skin during those periods okay so usually it's best to wait until after you're done breastfeeding then we can go ahead and do a chemical peel if you are prone to if you have very sensitive skin then chemical peels may not be the best thing so if you know you're sensitive we might want to start with a little patch test to see how you do before we go ahead and do a full-on chemical peel if you're allergic to ingredients in the chemical peel so for example um salicylic acid is also similar is the same uh, ingredient as in aspirin and so if you have an aspirin allergy then salicylic acid peels may not be the best option for you and we might need to use something different okay and then i'm um, trying to think lastly if you have if like you if you have an active infection then like obviously we're going to wait for that infection to clear before we will do any sort of chemical peels on you if you have a history of herpes virus so herpes usually most people hear herpes and they're thinking about um, genital herpes but in this case we're talking about cold sores so if you tend to get cold sores, then we will want to put you on medication to prevent those from flaring up because um, chemical peels have a tendency to cause you to have a flare up of your cold sores. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much um, my little um, spiel about chemical peels. Um, can anybody get a chemical peel? I would say yes. Again, Sometimes you don't necessarily have acne and you don't have pigmentation, but you want to do it as a way to, you know, kind of refresh your skin. So it's something that I would say can be done maybe quarterly. Um, and that way you just, you know, take off the old layer, especially as you get older, your skin has a harder time shedding. It's um, the, the old dead skin. So it's something that you can do every quarter just to kind of give your skin a nice refresh. And then you can maintain your skin with your skincare products, your retinol and your sunscreen. Okay, and then if you have an actual condition like acne, hyperpigmentation, fine lines and wrinkles, rosacea, melasma, things like that, then we can actually go in and have a treatment plan where we include chemical peels in there. Okay, so that's pretty much the end of my little presentation about chemical peels. Obviously, if you're interested in chemical peels, we do offer those at the practice, Delight Medical and Aesthetics. You can always get a consultation with us and we can definitely get you sorted out. Um, I didn't touch on the best time to do chemical peels. So right now, which is fall and winter, is typically when people do a lot of chemical peels. And the reason is that um, it's not as hot because heat can make it very uncomfortable. And also, you, um, it's winter time, so less um exposure to to light so again best time for it but a chemical peels can be done all year round as long as you can adhere to all the rules of avoiding the sun using sunscreen and staying out of the heat okay so even though this is quote-unquote chemical peel season it can be done at any time as long as you can follow all the rules for that that's a wrap for today's episode of the Hughes of Beauty podcast. Remember, your beauty is your power and self-care is your secret weapon. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. If you want to continue the conversation, join the Delight MD tribe on Facebook. 
and you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok with the handle DegaFongodMD. Until next time, remember your skin tells a story, make it a beautiful one. See you on the next episode.